Mark Greenhouse, Matt Blanchard, Liberty Bill. This segment's brought to you by Greater Golf Express, the home of Encore Golf Balls, the official ball of the Golf Shop Radio Show. Purchase Encore Balls in Pineville or at greatergolfexpress.com. Man, this is a day for uh, our guests to get up bright and early in the morning. Uh, Senior staff writer of the USJ, David Schefter, is joining us from out west at the U.S. Amateur. Good morning, David. What's going on? Good morning. (laughs) It's very early here. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks again for getting up. We're mainlining Coke and coffee, right? Coke, uh, that would be Coca Cola. Yeah, I do drink some Coke. That gives me my caffeine. But, yeah, uh, yeah it, we have some afternoon matches, uh, matches today, so it's going to be. Uh, I'll probably go back and get a little rest before I go out to the golf course. Yeah. Yeah, you got uh, semifinal action this afternoon out there. Uh, for us here in the Carolinas, we've got uh, two Carolinians, one out of Concord and one out of Asheville. Yeah, it's a big day for, uh, for North Carolina. And. Uh, the last time North Carolina had a champion was was three years ago with Doc Redmond from Raleigh. That's right. And then you got to then you got to go back to the 1950s with E. Harvey Ward. So um, yeah, it's a big day. And, and, and Matthew Sharpstein's kind of had a he's kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, he has. But he's had a great summer. He's played well at the North and South and Pioneers. So now he's having just a fantastic week here in uh, Bandon Dunes. Well, we talked to his college coach uh, a, a little bit ago, Ryan Cabbage out of Charlotte, and. Uh, Ryan was telling us that uh, they finally figured out the greens. So uh, if he hadn't figured out the greens and he's in the semifinals, uh, I think you got to say he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, well, it's not so much the greens here. It's really having patience with the wind. That's, yeah. And it blows here every afternoon. And it, yesterday was probably in the mid-20s. And so you really got to figure out your ball flight and uh, and how the ball can react once it hits the ground because these golf courses are very similar to what you see over in the U.K. where – uh, once it hits the ground, you got to figure out what it's going to do, and he mm-hmm. obviously has figured that out very well. Because if you can, if you can succeed out here. You, you're, you're controlling your ball very well. Yeah, obviously a a unique situation this year with an all exemption field. Um, maybe not as many international players as we usually get. Was that the case? Yeah, I would say so. The international players that are here, most of them are were already here during the summer. They, they go to college in the states. So they were already here. They didn't have, you know, they go through their obviously protocols, but to get over here wasn't as difficult. A couple of kids from Australia managed to get over here. We had a few from Canada figure out a way to get here. Some kids from South America. But, yes, we did not have a, a huge contingent of, uh, of foreign players, just like last week at the women's amateur, uh, that you normally would get because they just can't get here. All right, so what is going on with the USAM on the men's side these days with these playoffs coming out of stroke play? Last year at Pinehurst was like the most epic playoff ever, and I can't remember how many for for how many spots, but this year you had 18 for three spots. I mean, you guys have been uh, yeah. putting in overtime just getting your field set. Well, yes, sir. When you have this many players, and U.S. Amateur normally has 312, this year was 264. When you have that many great players, you know the gap between first and 64 is very small. Yeah. And then obviously you're going to have guys to tie at that. You know, to fill out the, you have to get the 64 players, and so you're going to have guys to tie at that at that cut line. So you have to have a playoff to determine the last spot. We don't have we don't have playing games. Uh, you know, like the British Amateur, actually, they do they do like a play-in when you have time. They don't have a playoff, but they have longer daylight over there. But So you're always going to have these exciting playoffs uh, on, on Wednesday morning to get into match play. And, and sometimes you, that can ride some momentum for you. If you, if you, you, know, you get a birdie early on and you get into the field, you suddenly feel good about yourself. 
and you get out of roll like this kid Cameron Fisk. Uh, he's obviously a great player. He's yeah. 39 in the world, but he got into the playoff and got all the way to the quarterfinals yesterday before he, uh, before he was eliminated by Charles Osborne. But, uh, yeah, that's, that, that makes it exciting. Yeah, I think at Pebble Beach we had a huge playoff, I think, for one spot. Wow. Well, that's even more intense when you got like 18 guys, 13 guys playing for, the, for one coveted spot. David, in looking at these final four, you know, the, the rankings are, you know, fifth and 34th and whatever. But I, I think you throw the rankings at this point out the window, don't you? Based on, oh, yeah, based on how absolutely. good they're playing and, and based on the conditions that the golf course presents. Because, yeah, uh, I think it, the same thing you can say about seeding, too. You can throw all that stuff out the yeah. window. Once you get into match play, that's always the, the mantra for these players when they come to the U.S. Amateur. Just get me to match play right. and let me see what can happen. Because it's Matt Olimano. Uh, a lot of it dictates course conditions, how well the players uh, play in the wind, or, or, or in some cases the rain, whatever it is. And, he, and it's it's head to head. And these all these kids are so talented. It doesn't matter whether you're five in the world or five hundred in the world. I mean, Amon Gupta, Gupta is five hundred, but he said basically I didn't have a great uh, season last year. Oklahoma State this ranking drop. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he's not a good player. No, he's got, obviously mm-hmm. shown this week that he that he's got the uh, the fortitude, the patience, the talent to win matches against uh, high-quality talent. And uh, same thing with Matthew Sharpstein. First round, he goes out and plays John Augustine, who was in the finals last right. year. He's a, he's, a, he's a world-class amateur. But it's, it's, it's 18 holes, and anything can happen. And when, you, when you're this good, and these kids are talented. It's amazing how good they are. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's throw everything out the window, go out and play, and see what happens. Not only that, but you know, if you've made it this far, then you're, strike, you're, you're hitting the ball solid, and wind doesn't really totally affect a solidly hit golf shot unless it gets – Crazy windy, like thirty miles an hour. But I, I know well, what it is blowing that hard out here in the afternoon. It's amazing, it's, uh, and and it's so firm. It, 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 Brandon Dunes is a, a, unlike a lot of courses in the United States. It's uh, it's it's much more what you would see over in Great Britain and mm-hmm. Ireland. Yeah, it's very firm turf, and you've got to be able to control your ball. And and the ball's going to do some funny things once it hits the ground. So you got to have some patience. You got to accept some bad bounces. Uh, and, the, and the player who can do that, and obviously Matthew Sharpstein and Amon Gupta and the other two players in the semis have been able to do that and, uh, and weather the storms and, 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 uh, and keep advancing. It's just survive and advance. And, and, uh, and all these kids have great swings and all these kids can play. David, from what you've seen, who, who are you liking in the finals at this point? Oh, That's such a tough question. Uh, I, I kind of like what Tyler Scafacci has been doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously he had that weird incident uh, oh, man. in the round of 16. Goodness. I don't I've covered 155 USC championships. I've never seen anyone like that. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the, then the cat, kid. The kitty, the caddy yeah, denied it. Yeah. What's that? The caddy actually denied that he did it. I mean, yeah, well, come on. That's probably the worst thing that he yeah, did. Exactly. Deny. I mean, we're yeah. all going to make mistakes out there. Uh, but to, to go and, and obviously the video showed that he touched the sand. It's very unfortunate, <laughs> yeah. and you feel bad for the kid yep. Pinto uh, who lost, and he handled that situation really well. Mm-hmm. But Strafacci's got got some interesting pedigree. His grandfather Frank Strafacci won the 1935 U.S. Amateur Public Links, and uh, and in 1954 when Mario Palmer won the U.S. Amateur, Frank lost to him one down, and wow. Arnold said that was the toughest match he had all week. So his grandfather and his father has played in U.S. Amateurs, so it's a big, big, pretty interesting story, and the fact that his Georgia Tech teammate, uh, Andy Ogletree, yeah. last year. Yeah. So. so that adds to the storyline. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if any one of these sports right. won because yeah. that's just the way the week's been. But in uh, Matthew Sharpstein, I think, would be a fantastic story. I mean, no, he's not one of these kids who's come out of a Power 5 major, major college uh, golf 
program. I mean, he played at West Virginia. They, it's relatively a new golf program. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to Charlotte University, which doesn't have like the pedigree, let's say, at Oklahoma State or Georgia Tech. No. Some of these other schools that were represented here this week. So I think he would be a fantastic story, too. But uh, I, I, I kind of lean a little bit to Stravacci. I think he's got a little mojo going with him. Hmm. You know, and, and again, we're talking with David Schefter, senior staff writer for the USGA. And David, do you think that maybe the, the, the course itself had something to do with, um, you know, maybe some of the people getting through that we didn't expect? I mean, we talked to Ogletree a couple weeks back and he hadn't ever played out there before. So, you know, obviously you play at a Pinehurst, you play at a Pebble Beach. Uh, those are older golf courses, been around a long time. More people have played them. Um, does that... Does that bring in some of the factor that maybe a, a bunch of these kids hadn't played uh, out there at Bandon yet, and uh, you know now they're getting used to the golf course? I, I absolutely agree with that statement because Bandon is just not like a course you see every day. I, I mean, Piners has very firm and fast conditions, but it doesn't have this type of wind, and it doesn't have some of the real quirkiness that you get uh, at Bandon. And uh, a lot of these kids, this is the first trip out here. And if you haven't played overseas in the U.K. and experienced wind at 30 miles an hour and bad bounces that you're going to get, uh, some kids don't have that patience for it. And certainly the, the golf course itself can lend, it, can lend itself to some interesting things happening. So, yeah, I think you're definitely right that the golf course has, uh, has produced some surprising uh, results. But, I mean, all four of these kids uh, are talented. And uh, everyone, with an all-exempt field, you're going to get it. Uh, some great players uh, and uh, yeah I think the, the golf course definitely has had a factor in it well David man we appreciate you getting up early and chatting with us and previewing the semifinal matches coming up what time does the uh, final go uh, tomorrow uh, we're scheduled to go at 9.30 local time so it'll be 12.30 on the east coast and uh, what's unique this week is we're getting a little prime time for you guys on the east coast yeah perfect so you can watch golf until about 10 o'clock at night that's what I was doing last night uh, yeah. before you go to bed you yeah. can have a little golf with your, with your, with your night time uh, with, your, with your dinner yeah uh, <laughs> cool yeah well, right. well go go get a nap yeah, I'm gonna, gonna, I gotta do a few things, but yes, I'm gonna take a get a get Don't some don't drink another Coke, David. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Take care. All right. Take care. See ya. Bye. That is uh David Schefter, senior staff writer for the USGA.